everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? Oh, Robbie, why do you make me watch these things that take something that is wonderful and pure and then just ruin it? I mean, you, I remember, I, I brought this up before. I texted you one day, and I said, hey, you want to do a Simpsons podcast with me? And you said yes. And that means... Uh, and I thought, oh, I, I thought about my favorite episodes from seasons four and six and eight and, you know, those in-betweens. I, I wasn't thinking about this abomination. <laughs> this we, Well, the, the, the sometimes, you know. You gotta think about things a little bit before you agree to a legally binding contract. That was that text message. That was that text message. Yeah. Oh no, I didn't know it was legally binding. I have some contracts to review. There's a lot of fine print. You didn't see it. Mm-hmm. Hi guys, we are ready by supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash the Simpsons show. Uh for two dollars a month. You gain access to all of our bonus podcast minisodes reviewing King the Hell and Rick and Morty, and now we're working through Bob's Burgers as well. Um, and new Simpsons episodes, seasons like 28, 29, 30, 31, and then 32. We'll see how long they keep going. We have someone to thank, Matthew. All right. Uh, Michael K. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Michael. This week's episode is The Way We Weren't, episode FABF 13, originally aired May 9th, 2004. Written by J. Stewart Burns, directed by Mike B. Anderson, received a 4.2 rating with 6.6 million viewers. The couch gag, the Simpsons sit on the couch is normal, from off screen, uh, someone throws knives at them, Homer tries to get a bowl of chips, a knife stops him. It's fine. It's alright. It's okay. It's fine couch gag. It's, yeah, that's good. It's not terrible, but, you know, not out of this world like a lot of them can be. Yeah, it's, it's, it's okay. Um, it reminds me of old, old, older style couch guys back before they went too crazy with them. Matt, before we begin, mm-hmm. we need to talk about retcons. Yeah, I suppose we do. You and I both read a lot of comic books mm-hmm. where you see them most often. You, that's where in in most media, I think in broadly, that is where you most most people get access. You see retcons in action most of the time. I would say also soap operas. Fair enough. That's true. Well, I mean, any long-running serial story, you're going to see that happen. Yes, continuity is the devil, as they say. So here, I like there's there 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 are there's a lot there's different reasons why they do retcons, but largely the there's only really one kind of retcon I generally enjoy, and that is a retcon that erases a lot of needlessly complicated continuity. That's fair. Those are the ones I appreciate. Like they may not, they may not even always like be clean. They might be messy. They might be like convoluted to actually get to get to where they want to go. But at the end of the day, it has accomplished something and may it has made this history of this character simpler. It has made a lot of messy crap in the history of the character disappear. And you're like, okay, from now on, we don't have to worry about all that stuff when I'm reading these stories. I can just proceed. Now, there are technically other retcons you could do, Matt. Ones where you could introduce introduce historical introduce things that have happened in the character's past that affect the present. Right, they affect the present in ways that don't completely rewrite how things went. Like you say, oh, this thing I did back then turns out I saw it the wrong way. 
but not that it completely rewrites your entire history. No, it is. It's supposed to be like it. And here, ideally, theoretically, this could be interesting. But I cannot think of a single time that this has happened that I've enjoyed it. In The Simpsons or In general. Overall? Anywhere. In general. Okay. Yeah, I would agree. I can't think of a time when they've someone has done it well. Like, I cannot think of a single instance where I've gone, oh, the, the, the character, the franchise, whatever character stories I'm reading or watching is never, I've never gone, oh, that makes this better. I cannot think of a single instance where that has happened. Yeah. And that is what this episode is. This episode is yep. trying to add in something something that's happened in the past of The Simpsons that changes how we feel about the characters and then and ideally would deepen our appreciation for Homer and Marge's relationship and add in some nuance to it. But it does it is the opposite happens. Because we get I, I Matt, mm-hmm. how what like what do you think about this episode? Do you think it's like a mediocre or do you think it's bad? I think this one is straight up bad uh, just because none of the jokes hit like uh, nothing about this is really funny. All it does is it says, oh, Homer was poor as a kid. I went to summer camp. Marge went to a summer camp to turn little girls into a misogynist dream. And turns out they met and through some weird coincidence, they met once and never again. It completely rewrites Marge and Homer's history in a way that is is dumb. Uh, the jokes like Fat Camp and, you know, uh, the sea captain are, are bad. And then in the end, Marge is super pissed off about all this for no reason. And it just nothing about this is redeeming. OK, because um, I was going to say, yeah, I hate this episode a lot of the way. Like, I don't think it's worth of it. Like, I don't think it's that bad. Like, I think it's bad that I don't like I don't think it's worthy of my hate. Much like last week's episode is probably the same where I'm like, why do I hate this so much? And it's and it's getting to the point where I think it's just because they just it like I just don't know why like why do you make these choices why do you do these things? Um, episode begins. Bart is pulling a, a Tom Sawyer on Millhouse and Ralph, except it's not clever. And that's I think a lot of this episode you could say it's like this, but not clever. Mm-hmm. Um, Bart Millhouse, so Millhouse and Ralph are doing his chores, but then Sherry and Terry come over. And ha- they have their cousin who is boy crazy. Do we even get a name for this cousin? Nope. Okay. Um, they play spin the bottle. Uh, Ralph disappears because I guess he's too. He's only he's younger. I don't know why Ralph's there in the begin with. Like, why is Ralph in their yard? Uh, they they wanted to not just be Barton Millhouse, I guess. Okay. Millhouse. They they play spin the bottle. Millhouse accidentally kisses Homer, and Homer blames Bart. Because he wasted a beer, because he made a boy, because the boy accidentally kissed him, because the, the the cousin didn't want to kiss Mel. Like it's all like, what is this? Why? Like, what's funny about Millhouse kissing Homer? Like, what's the f- and like Millhouse is taking ringworm medicine? And I'm like, ugh, gross, guys. Yeah. Just this is not funny. This is just gross. Like, there's not. But then we have okay. I'm re- I'm trying to follow along. Like, we have. <laughs> probably gonna laugh multiple times at just how insane the things are we're seeing so we now have a family simpsons family court which is effectively like a frame narrative to this flashback Mm -hmm. because lisa is the judge what's on what's what are we what are we trying though matt what's the court what's the case you know i don't remember 
that Bart had a beer was that was playing spin the bottle? Like, what are we trying to figure out? Homer's mad at yeah, Bart. Like, they didn't waste the beer. Homer still got to drink the beer, even if he didn't realize that. And because a bunch of 10-year-olds are playing spin the bottle, oh no, that's what 10-year-olds do. I, I just, I, I don't know. Like, it's just this non, it's just empty. Every, every step of the way, there's just further emptiness. So we have Simpsons Family Court, and we discover, and we're talking about kissing because of the spin the bottle thing, and we learn that Homer's first kiss wasn't actually Marge. Homer, I'll bet when you were 10, you were stealing beers, kissing girls, and tipping dinosaurs. Your father's first kiss was in high school with me. Actually, March, uh, there uh, was someone before you. <gasps> Her? It was years ago when I was 10. Back in the 60s or 50s or maybe it was the early 70s. Underprivileged? You pretended we were poor just to get me into camp? Ah, uh, yeah, pretended. One, it's it's so funny that you know, we have no idea when parts of The Simpsons happen anymore. Uh, because, I mean, even if the way we was happened, he would it was still would have been like, what, 69, 70 when Homer was 10? Bypassing that, why has this never come up? Like, you f- I feel like in, you know, 10 years of marriage, that would have come up maybe once or twice. There is Matt. We're gonna. I'm probably gonna ask you this a question like why. I'm gonna ask mm-hmm. you why probably a dozen times, and I I don't know. Like why why does this episode exist? Like when has it been established that Homer's first kiss was March? I don't know if it has. It never has, Matt. That's the. It never was. It never was. Oh, March is my first kiss. Maybe Homer's first love. And Homer was a loser in high school. Did he go on dates? I don't know, but I I always just, oh no, of course it's not his first kiss. And if it was, they've never established it prior to this. They just are like, oh yeah, they, that was their first kiss. And and okay, I'll wait to get to Marge. We have a we'll get to Marge in a little bit. Um, but this episode just it suffers from like. We're doing a flashback, so everything you've ever seen in The Simpsons also is connected back to this this one flashback. Mm-hmm. Where we go to this camp, and we make, and you tell me, oh, we make a joke about how we don't know what time period is. There's a lot of those jokes in here as well. Uh, about, oh, isn't it funny? Let's stare at the camera and make a joke about the show. So, Homer's at this kid, underprivileged kids camp, and Lenny... Carl and Moe are all there, and Homer meets them for the first time. Hey, you must be Homer. I'm Lenny, and this is Carl. Wow, a Negro. We prefer the term black. So cool. Hey, fellas, I'm Moe. I'm your junior counselor. <laughs> Moe's not really a counselor. His parents dropped him off here like two years ago, and they never came back for him. I sleep on their upside-down canoes. Well, that's horrible. <laughs> I mean, it's probably not the most horrible thing in this episode, but uh, I I get that, you know, Mo was poor and had a terrible childhood, but uh, the fudge like that's that's awful. I don't I know why. Well, they, you know, blunder years established that all these guys were friends. Mm -hmm. And that was like what one season, two seasons ago. I forget when the blunder years was, but this is so this is how they met. And now we're just going to take those really bad, poor jokes, 
poor kid jokes that we usually give to Nelson, and now they're just about Mo instead. Mm-hmm. And they're not f- like, is it funny that Mo is a sad poor kid? Like that's the like that's the joke. There is no other yeah, joke I, there. I don't understand what the point is of making fun of people because they're poor. Like that's just. And this wasn't even that long ago. It was season 15. It was like 15 years ago. So it had been mid-2000s. Like, weren't we past making fun of people because they were poor by then? No, poverty's hilarious, Matt. Um, so <sighs> this is all This is all a, uh, a loose parody of uh, Camp Runamuck. It's a 60s sitcom. Oh, jeez. Which is, you know, it's the, uh, the there's a boys camp and a girls camp across the lake from each other. Yeah. That, that that's it it's not really like they go into great detail about camp runamuck but that's that is the, the 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 loose framework is there um so we learn so we follow so okay so it's lenny carl homer are at this underprivileged boys camp we get a little montage of them doing camp stuff uh it's all not that funny like they hit each other with canoes and paddles and Homer's unconscious at some point. Like, okay. Um, we cut to the night and it, we are, uh, we, we watch the, the kids get the, the boys taken across the lake. They're going to go, they see the girls camp and then they discover, Oh no, you have to work in the girls camp's kitchen to pay the bills. Mm-hmm. And I don't, okay. It doesn't matter. I guess what the, whatever this is, like, it's just more like, Oh, isn't it funny that these, these are, these boys are basically slaves. Um, isn't it funny that in the past we mistreated children? That's effectively. There's a lot of jokes in this episode that are just that. Their joke is yeah. we mistreated children. And they're just in the not past. that funny. I, I don't. It's not that that can't be funny. It's that they're just not clever. Um, Mo is their boss in the in the kitchen. Whatever. We get. This is where we get the first interaction with Homer and Marge as children. And at this point, we it hasn't been revealed that this is Marge. Yeah, it's very obvious. It, yeah, he hears a voice that is ex- definitely Marge's voice, but high pitched. He re- Homer returns a uh, her retainer. He he has to wear an eye patch because he releases switchblade into his eye. Ah! Oh my god! Yeah, that's something you put an eye patch on. That's that's something you go to the hospital for. I uh, again, Matt, we are not the cartoon. The violent, the cartoon violence in this is just absurd at all times. So we get uh, a Roe vs. Wade joke. We get some pirate jokes. All for Homer to finally get across the lake to meet this girl that is the prettiest girl he's ever seen. And he doesn't realize that it and it doesn't look like Marge, right? Doesn't look like Marge. Nope. Okay. So this is where we get the fake enraging cliffhanger from the end of Act 1. She was the prettiest girl I'd ever seen. Uh, (laughs) until I met your mother, who made that girl look like a Godzilla made of garbage. Homer, that girl was me. (gasps) How romantic. You and Dad were drawn to each other as kids, and you didn't even realize it. Yes, and then your father broke my heart. And if I'd known he was you, I never would have married you. Oh, this is so confusing. I'd like a brief recess. Granted. Wee recess! <laughs> Wee! Recess jokes, Robbie. Ha, ha, 
Uh, yeah, I know. Some some words are homonyms. They have two different meanings, but they're sure the same. Um, Homer acts like a child here for some... Like, this episode that's supposed to be, like, when you want to parallel the behavior of child Homer and make sure... You want to probably, probably make it distinct from behavior of adult Homer. But child Homer is more mature than adult Homer for the most of this episode. I don't know what that says. Um, But we get one, we get this this fake out really this cliffhanger to end act one and then we get again homer acknowledging oh we need a break okay this girl does not look like homer does that girl does not look like marge and then we then marge goes no that was me and i would have never married you if i knew it was you yes because for some reason homer didn't end up showing you don't know why yet you just know that a 10 year old a 10 year old didn't show to this meeting you made and therefore, she hates him forever. Really, really. We, we, that's that's we're not even there, man. We gotta wait like ten more minutes for that to happen. I mean, technically, yes, but I mean, it just it just takes like who is Marge a person? Like, what is going on? So, and that's the thing. Like, she makes this big. It's like it's supposed to hook you, right? I guess it's supposed to. Please, it's supposed to. I'm not saying it does. It's supposed to be like what could. She says, oh, that was her, and if she was... Like, it's supposed to be a big dramatic beat that hooks you in and keeps you watching through that first commercial. It's not complicated. I understand that. But there is no drama here. There's not a moment where I'm like, oh, no, I don't... What, I don't... What is... I know they get married. What could What could have possibly happened between 10-year-olds that is so, so dramatic? And and well, I think what the hook here is supposed to be is, oh, no, are Homer and Marge going to get a divorce now because of what happened when they were 10 and didn't know? I sure hope not, because that makes them the biggest dumbasses ever. <laughs> we go to commercial seven minutes and 10 seconds. Can we not put this off? Anymore? No, okay. keep going. So we get, we come back to the frame story. Uh, we get an argument between Homer and Bart about how many girls they have kissed. Bart has apparently kissed three girls where Homer has only kissed Marge, which is OK. Wow. Uh, but then we get introduced to Marge's side of the story, where we find out what she was doing at the summer camp. By summer's end, I promise you will all walk like ladies, talk like ladies, and hold your liquor like ladies. Now chin up, head back, legs together. Excellent. Girls, see how Marge's legs are slanted? You make Jackie O look like a splay-legged milk horse. Now stand and walk. Well done. I'd be proud if you grew up to be my husband's mistress. Mm, thank you. I used to walk like this all the time until my tendons snapped. They heard it in Shelbyville. Ha ha. Wouldn't it be so funny that Marge going to grow up to be somebody's mistress instead of somebody's wife? That's just depressing at best, I suppose I should say. Anyway. I, I, there's a, Yes, Robbie. I... Yeah, the girls camp and the the the, the proper the the debutante jokes like, do, like are, are we we're making these jokes in two thousand four? I guess I just yeah. Like I don't, I, and and like they is did were the Bouviers rich? I don't. Th that's what I, I don't think so. What I think is they were like middle class, and this is a camp that you sent your middle class daughter to so that she could again, be the mistress of an actual upper-class person and maybe end up a little better off. 
I am the point of this. But it doesn't even like it does. It feels anachronistic tonight in the seventies. Like it, theoretically, this is that's when this is taking place. Oh yeah. It th- like did this place exist in the seventies? Maybe like a camp that did this though. Like not like it wouldn't be a camp, would it? Like a sixties sitcom that has like this kind of standard. Like okay, but a camp like what? Okay, I don't know. It's just so strange. But it's again, all this is just like, oh, we get to see the same stuff again, but from Marge's perspective. And I'm like, I, why are we wasting this? This episode is just empty. Like, why are we doing this again? I don't care. I I, I wish I could tell you, Robbie. I wish I could, but I can't. So we're just going to have to go through this uh, because next up we get the meet cute from Marge's perspective, her putting her retainer on the tray and Homer getting it back to her. And we also get Homer's fake name in this one where he is. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it's. Elvis Jagger Abdul Jabbar, because obviously Homer is a superperson's name. That's definitely something people would have thought in the 70s. So he makes up a name. So, I mean, those are all real people's names, to That's be true. fair. Those are those are the names of multiple famous people. Mm-hmm. But Marge is, even at 10 years old, apparently is the stupidest person alive who thinks someone's actually named that. Yes. Well, 10-year-olds are pretty dumb, but you have to be real dumb to get for that, too. Yeah, like, you would think that would trick trigger some sort of like oh no that's not your real name no one's saying that okay i don't know anyway uh so then marge decides that she's going to iron her hair uh so she's a brunette and this is why homer doesn't recognize her because ironing your hair changes its color sure whatever that's probably the least stupid thing in this episode uh robbie is right that would probably hurt uh, no, burn you, your hair. You, you wrote that, but not me. I didn't write that. Would oh, probably hurt. Okay. You don't even remember, remember what you would hurt. It would not hurt. I don't think it would. I, unless you get to your roots, the hair, your hair itself does not have nerve endings. It's not a lie. That's true. But still, I feel like that would, it would heat up to the point where it would catch fire. It doesn't. Irons like, are hot. Again, there are all these different. They construct because they have to set up a situation where Homer and Marge have met before, have gone on a date before, even if they're ten have kissed each other before, and yet neither of them realize that they have. Mm-hmm. They have to set up this situation. This is one of 20 episodes that was worth making <laughs> in season 15. But they have to make a, they're like, okay, well, we have to do, like, so what are the things? Well, one, Homer is wearing an eye patch, so he's, because he stabbed himself in the eye. And Marge has tried to straighten her hair, and in the process, burnt it so that she's a brunette, and that it's flat and straight and hangs down. And at a certain point, I go, I I can see your work. I can see the brushstrokes here to get like, and it's not charming. It's just, it's it kind of just looks messy. Where I can I can see the I can they're not hiding their the the work they have to do to make this believable. So it just it's it ruins my immersion. Mm-hmm. So I don't care. Because I know this is all artificial. I can see that it's fake. I can see that they had to do all these crazy things to make this actually work. What was... Okay, the way we was, man. Let's talk about the way we was. This episode is clearly referencing it with the title. Clearly is going to bring up the idea of the way we was. Remember that episode where Homer and Marge met, fell in love? Oh, yeah. How do they meet in that episode, man? Uh, I believe Homer sees her from across the room, decides that he needs or no, Homer sees her in across the room in detention after they both got in trouble. Homer for something real, Mark for something made up and misogynistic. And Homer decides, hey, 
this girl is gorgeous. I'm going to make up a fake reason to hang out with her. It's simple. It is the simplest thing. They both get detention. That demonstrates their character. Marge gets detention because she is tries to stand up for feminism. Homer gets detention because he's a trouble. He causes trouble. Mm-hmm. And then in detention, he goes, "Oh, you're a pretty lady." I fall like he he is smitten with her immediately. In lies about needing French tutoring, and it's like, and then she realizes that he's lying, and then they they split apart again, and then there's the arty thing going on. Like there's, it's just these very simple. It's a very simple level of interaction that takes up the entire episode, and it ends with them kind of being together. And this is the opposite of that. It is so complicated, so messy. Like they're in opposite camps, and oh, Homer, Homer doesn't can't. He remembers all this story, by the way. Like, I understand that this is a flashback episode, and you're like, we have to try to forget the fact that human memory is completely fallible and largely illusory. Because I can't remember, like, most of what happened when I was 10. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you, like, I might be able to recall a single or story or two from my being 10, but I don't have a lot of them. And I would I would say, oh, well, it's, their fir- it's Homer's first kiss. He remembers this. I'm like, well, it's Marge. Is this Marge's first kiss? And so she, that's why she remembers it. But she has brown hair because she ironed her hair. Mm-hmm. Homer has an eye. Like, what are? Why are they wearing dis? They they put on disguises just so this works. They give Homer a fa- a false name, which is a, clearly a false name. Like, <sighs> it makes me so angry. Like, it's it. Why it just and it, all of it, all of it comes back around to why do you do this? Why? That's a great question. The hmm. way we was is beautiful and perfect. We t- we've we talked about it multiple times about how a great way to introduce people to The Simpsons is you show them those, those flashback episodes. You show them some early episodes. You show them the flashback episodes in order. Gives you a, a sense of the history of the family. And sure, it doesn't make any sense anymore technically because it, those that stuff has happening in the 60s, but in the 70s. But whatever. You let it go. Tonally, it is perfect. Why on earth would you erase that and say, no, that's not actually the first time they dated. Uh, they were 10 and didn't know each other. Oh, because they've been destined to get, be together? The whole, that's the opposite. Okay. Whew. Madam, please. Well, give me. I need a break. I need a breather. Okay. Happy to. Okay. So uh, next we get Marge and Homer finally meeting. So Elvis and Marge, uh, even though we never find out that her name is Marge, because I guess she never tells Homer her name. As no, far as I can tell? No. Why would you tell people your name, Matt? I, I don't know. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Homer does the the arm yawn thing, uh, which makes Marge think that he's bored, and she starts babbling. And so Homer finally figures out a way to kiss her, and then we get a... Is this montage based on anything, Robbie? I mean, I not. I don't think specifically, no. I think it's just kind of okay. a general, like, oh, yeah. It's... I didn't know if it was an homage montage or just a montage montage. Well, it's the, it's the turtles singing Happy Together, which later also appears in the Simpsons movie. Um... Mm-hmm. But I think it's more just a reference to general, like, falling in love sequences where you're like, oh, look at this person. I feel like they're the, the one. So you get this weird hallucinations. And, like, it's it's also kind of like, I think, supposed to be reminiscent of that time period, you know, 60s-esque kind of hippie montage. We, it, we've seen this a lot in, like, uh, what's the 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 hippie drink? episode homer's middle name episode i feel like there's one in there too uh 
Doe one in the wind. Doe one in the wind. I feel like there's one yeah. in there. There's one in uh, in in the Bart and Grandpa episode. It you know they've been they they go back to this a lot. So I don't think it's anything specific. Fair enough. So at this point, we get uh, the date is over. Uh, they uh, are it's they need to run off. Uh, there is a whole thing. I, I forget when the the heart shaped rock is. It's now the heart shaped rock is right now before they split up. I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So they say, oh, we're going to meet at Second Date Rock, and oh, there's this cool rock. It's shaped like a heart that Homer gives to Marge, and then wants it back because it's cool. And then says, no, no, it's all right. You can have it. Um, but uh, Homer never shows, and this is the end of our Marge's perspective that we get. Uh, and we go to commercial with Marge being sad. Yeah, she, I believe she says something about it ruined men for her until she met Homer. Yeah. Mar- How old is Marge? How old is Marge no. in the show, like right now, in, yeah, the, in the current? Present day. Present she's day. 34? 34 is, yeah. Something like that. Something like that. I'm 35. Very close to Marge's age. I 34 was a, a recent memory. I just turned 35 a couple months ago. Um. I remember my first kiss, Matt. Mm-hmm. I remember my first heart heartache. My first my first time I was disappointed, you know, by when uh, a relationship or upset, you know. I remember that, right? But I w- that was a long time ago. Like it doesn't like it's all forgotten. Like I don't I don't hold like is Marge like a like Marge is holding on? Has she really? Am I like we are told in this episode that? Because a 10-year-old child didn't show up for a second date date at a rock at some summer camp, it ruined love for her? Yes, because getting her heart broken at age 10 is something that can never be cured, except by a huge deal. And it ruined love for her until she was 17 in high school? Yep. And then she met Homer, and then they fell in love, and the, and everything was fine. And right. now she's and now she's 34, 24 years after this 10-year-old thing and 17 years after she first met her husband. And you're mm-hmm. telling me that she discovered that oh, he never showed up for his second date. Here is what a normal any most normal people would do. They would go, "Oh, that's weird. What a weird coincidence. Why did you never show up?" And Homer would go, "Oh, I fell into a cliff. Fell off a cliff yeah. and then I know I couldn't make it." And she'd be like, "Oh, okay." I was upset at the time, but you know that was a long time ago. End of episode. Yep, done. Oh well, that's that's obvious. You know that, that's that's understandable. How about that? But no, that's not what happens. Instead, we we come back from commercial to find out. Yeah, Homer falls off a cliff and and like literally very violently again. This is more. Yes, kind this is basically Homer falling into Springfield Gorge. Yeah, again, and he's ten, so. I guess I mean he still has Homer Simpson's skull. I guess Homer Simpson syndrome, so he's totally fine. But he is—he does fall unconscious in the lake and washes up into fat camp for no particular reason. So you thought you could make a break for it, did you? Well, no one ever escapes from fat camp because the only way out is up a gentle slope. What the fat camp? I don't belong here. <laughs> Your boy bosoms tell a different tale. <laughs> oh. 
Okay, take a break, lady. <clears throat> no eating the grass. Hey, he didn't say nothing about this poison oak. Sweet, sweet poison. Uh-oh. Oh, I've gotta go. I've got a date. Yeah, you've got a date with a skinless chicken breast. <laughs> Somewhere out there she's waiting for me. Um, mm -hmm. So like many of our episodes, the third act just goes even crazier. Like the problem with the, the first two acts of this episode is that enough ridiculous things didn't happen. So we have to make it even ridiculous, more ridiculous, and also make some jokes about little about fat kids yep that's uh-huh okay um also wiggum is dead now apparently because he ate poison oak yep he ate poison oak and he just dies and we don't see uh -huh. anything about that and he's so which and all and again every all of these boys are someone we know every single one of them is one of our main one of our supporting characters now but in as a child robbie it's called economy of characters you can't go introducing new people just because it's the past and what I hope is an alternate reality. <laughs> there, Matt, I'm not, you're, you make a good point, frankly, like sometimes, yeah, it is, it's a good, sometimes, even something, even most of the time, it, 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 it's reasonable to it, use characters that the, your, your audience already knows throughout a, throughout a story. Like you're not, you don't, you want them to, you want to cash in on their, on their knowledge of these characters. And, but at a certain point, Especially in an episode like this, in a story like this, where it's a prequel, basically, or it's a retcon, it stretches credulity. Where I'm going, like, so Homer has Homer knew Chief Wiggum, comic book guy, uh, Mayor Quimby, Lenny, Carl, Moe, and Marge, and both Patty and Selma. Also, he's met and or knows oh, and Helen Lovejoy and Helen Lovejoy. They all know each other as 10-year-olds? Yeah, Springfield is that small town. You never leave. You grow up there, you just stay. Okay. I, it's just when he gets one, I'm like, well, how, really? Homer has known comic book guy his entire life? Mm -hmm. um, and and that's also, like, discounting the fact, like, they just keep him? Like, is this a, it's not prison. Yeah, yeah and, and no one knows where he came from, but they're not going to check a list and be like, is he supposed to be here? Does anyone know who this kid is? Like where where are we? What world are we in? <sighs> None of this matters, by the way. It doesn't matter. It because like it doesn't matter what Homer does. He just they just needed something to keep him from meeting Marge for the second date. Um, so he's trapped in a fat camp. Like what? Okay, whatever. They pick it for no reason. Um, Marge is upset because Homer doesn't show up because he's been imprisoned in some camp and he's just some random child. But who cares? So she calls the boys' camp to try and find him. And uh, Mo answers. Hello? I'd like to speak to Elvis Jagger Abdul-Jabbar. Hey, don't you try and prank me with a fake name. I will whip out your intestines and use them to make a lanyard. Hello? Hello? Oh! And that's the origin of that. <laughs> that boy I kissed wouldn't even tell me his real name. Typical. All boys want the same thing. To kiss until they're hot and heavy, then vamoose. Trust us. We know everything about boys. 
except what they look like below the waist. I have some theories based on a G.I. Joe I bought. Well, I, I never want to date a boy again. <sighs> Are you leaving camp because of that boy? Because that's what I've been telling everybody. You're also pregnant. I just can't stay here. Everything reminds me of him. Oh, the pain. Man was not meant to sit up. We've got an emergency here. We need 10 cc's pronto. And by cc's, I mean cupcakes. I know what you mean, Bill. I've worked here longer than you. There's a lot wrong with that club. But I'm going to start with the fact that why would you be giving kids in fat camps cupcakes? I mean, you should be teaching them strategies to deal with their weight normally. So giving them cupcakes in an emergency is not really the best option. No, but also – No, Matt. No, you don't get it. Here. Let me explain it for you, okay? Okay. You're obviously too dumb. Because normally a thing is like you need – someone needs medicine when they're in some really bad shape. Some like mm-hmm. they're hurt. You go, oh, I need – there's a joke. You know, you hear it in medical shows a lot. Oh, give me 10 cc's of, a, of some medicine. You know, that's a funny thing that happens. Uh-huh. And this time, lot, yeah. instead of medicine, cc's stands for cupcakes. Ring one up for the Simpsons writers. Ka-ching. Of, of course. Yes. No, sure. it's terrible. I'm not – This it's awful. <laughs> it is such a terrible – it's a terrible – like, isn't it funny that this fat kid – wants cupcakes yeah it's hilarious i i think that's as a as a former fat kid it's really funny uh to make jokes about that um and let's not discount mo staring directly child mo staring directly at the camera and saying well that's the origin of that oh god when mo did that i wanted to punch people it's (laughs) not why why guys why are you doing this why why like you are you that proud of that? You're proud of this funny joke you had where Marge calls Mo and uses a fake name, and Marge is complaining about never about Homer giving her a fake name when she herself never gives her name to Homer. Are we not? Are we just supposed to forget about this? Oh well, yes, because uh, the guy doesn't care about names because he's too busy. They're to get ten year olds. They they met for one night and kissed a little bit. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Am I supposed to, like, they're not adults. This is not adult Homer and adult Marge. They are children. But it doesn't matter, Robbie, because we know them as adults, so therefore everything we know must translate to them as kids. Why would you try, like, why would you rewrite history for this? You You have the way we was. It's a perfect, beautiful thing. What is this? Why? Um... So, um, Homer escapes the fat camp just in time to miss Marge. Marge leaves just before he gets there, because whatever. Um, oh, also, Marge smashes the rock, their heart-shaped rock, because Homer gave her a mm-hmm. heart-shaped rock for their one night where they kissed a little. They don't, and, like, history of their relationship at this point, Homer returned her a retainer. They didn't see each other. He showed up, and they had some awkward interactions and they kissed once or twice because that's what 10 year olds do. Right. And he gave her a rock. And then Marge is so upset. The fact that he didn't show up for a second, their second date, she smashes the rock and leaves camp. She's just allowed to leave. By the way, she's a child. I would also add, she's a child. She just gets to go. Yep. She can leave whenever she wants. 
okay. So Homer Homer's there, meets Patty and Selma. I'm gonna lay, I'm gonna say that again, Matt. Homer is there, meets Patty and Selma, is kissed by Patty or Selma. Yeah, yeah, you think you'd remember that. It's his second kiss, by the way. Yep. And they're teenagers, right? Uh-huh. So Homer meets them like seven, eight years later. They look mostly the same. He doesn't remember that. No? I'm done, Robbie. I'm done. Okay, I'm just like there's so many things in this that th- why why are you doing this? And it, it, this is not this is the beginning of this, Matt. Not the end. This is the beginning because throughout the Algene the second run, they do this over and over and over again. They are they constantly do this. There are multiple episodes where they go, oh, no, we're going to add in some complicated, messy backstory for how our characters interacted in the past before uh, the Golden Years flashbacks before that or in between or like they just they do it routinely. And I don't think there's a single time where I go, oh, that's a good idea. Every time I go, no, this is bad. Why would you do this? The present day is full of potentiality. Why do you have to muck with the past? So Patty and or Selma, one of the two, kiss Homer. Um, for some reason, like, I, I, I don't want to, like, let's not overst- understate this, Matt, okay? How mm-hmm. old are Patty and Selma right here? 14? Well, large is 10. They're probably 13, 14, something like that. Yeah, like early teenagers. And somehow don't know what men look like beneath the belt. I mean, I I'm here. That's a, that is one thing that I will actually actually believe, considering the status, the, sta- the state of sex education in public schools. I fully believe that a 13 or 14 year old girl could possibly not know what a dude looks like below the waist. Like, I buy that. Fair. They don't have access to, like, you know, a porn- pornography or anything. Mm-hmm. But then they're they're a fourteen year old girl. Why on earth would they forcibly kiss a ten year old boy? Eh? Like there's no earthly like well, it's because the kiss is used like aggressively. It's it's basically them trying to make Homer feel bad or gross, and that they're using it offensively rather than. But why? You know, why do to... they do that? That's what I'm oh, asking. I don't know. Like, why would they do that? What, like... No idea. They want it. That's the answer, man. They just do because they wrote them to. Homer finds half of the heart-shaped rock and takes it. And then... And this is, like, 18 minutes into this episode, man. Mm-hmm. It's a couple of minutes left. And we cut back to the present day. So now we've gotten everything in the past out of the way. We've gotten... There's no more flashback. And I have a long clip. It's basically, functionally, the entire ending of the episode. Because we cut back to the present, and Marge is still heartbroken. She is distraught, morose. That a ten-year-old boy broke her heart. Yes, that's that's a bit much. Uh, so Homer tries to make it up to her. And now that my special girl has heard the truth, I know she'll forgive me. Earth, the special girl, you forgive me, right? I guess so. Uh, I think we'll go to bed now. What are you doing? If they fight in front of us, we might get new bikes. Homer, when you nurse a herd for 30 years, it doesn't go away in an instant. What about now? What about now? No, Homer. What about now? No, Homer. What about now? No, Homer. Marge, I'm really sorry I hurt you, but I've done way worse stuff since then. 
There was the gun I hid from you, the time I sued the church, ruining Lisa's wedding in the future. Remember that? I mean, I know this shouldn't bother me, but a girl only has one first love. <sighs> I guess it didn't mean that much to you. That's not true. I thought about that girl every day of my life, till I met you. I wish there was some way I could believe that. All right. This is my memory box. I haven't opened it in 30 years. Ooh, a letter from my old pen pal. Someday I'll write you back, Osama. Ah, here's what I'm looking for. Oh, homie. You did care. I sure did. I kept it right next to my IBM stocking. I kept my heart, too. Because somehow you realized I was a good guy after all? No, as a reminder of the hurtful things men can do. But now it can have a second meaning. Is it finally over, Robbie? That's it. Um, that's over. That's the end of the episode. Because then when they cut to them kissing, and then the they put the stone, they put their two halves of the stone back together, and they're all happy again. And everyone's happy because this this is what. So Marx has been nursing a hurt for thirty years because a ten year old boy broke her heart. A normal person would have almost forgotten about that by ten years out. They're teenagers by four years out. By the time March turned 14, she probably would have forgotten about that. And we're supposed to believe she's been, been you know, hurting from this for 30 years. I just, 25. that's not a real person. Matt, it's not 30 years. It's 25. She says 30 years. Okay. I, Marge, how old is Marge? Like, what's going on? Is she not old? How old is she? Was she four years old when she met I, Homer? I um, Homer's 37, and I think Marge is supposed to be around the same age. So maybe Marge is supposed to be 37, too. That's not true, man. I just, I maybe the, I would, the Simpsons writers forgot how old Marge is supposed to be. That's the actual or, answer. Or she was just rounding up. Yeah. Um, like at a certain point, like, am I supposed to think that Marge is real? Like, and these are real people where Marge is, because guess what? When you hit 25, 30, 35, like you start to realize, oh yeah, the things I felt when I was a child, they're not, you know, they're not real. You have your your everything is fresh and new and raw to you, so everything has more amplified feelings. But then you recognize, oh, it wasn't actually that meaningful. I was just young. That is a thing that people. It's a change that most people think I think go through, where you recognize the fact that sometimes the things you felt when you were young are not, that, or, or your memories of them aren't even that actually correct. They're not true to reality. They're exaggerated, and. Did I have crushes on girls when I was 10? Sure. I don't think about them ever. Did I get my heart broken when I was a little kid? Yeah, sure. Of course I did. It happens. Do I think about it? Never. Never. Doesn't change anything. And that's just, like, that's the problem, Matt. Like, that's not it, though. It's not just that Marge is in, acts like, acts like a crazy person here at the end, where she can't forgive Homer for some a weird set of coincidences. It's also the fact that they don't he didn't recognize he doesn't recognize that this girl he met has the same voice as his wife they both remember this incident perfectly but he doesn't recognize that marge's voice sounds the same or that her the patty and selma look exactly the same as the, the her sisters that he met meets not even 10 years later that he d- d- like the fact that he has to work like it's just so such a messy set of convoluted crap and there is no, and this is the thing that i think enrages me because this episode's bad, but it, there are worse episodes. What makes this 
makes me upset and frustrated. This episode doesn't need to exist. There's no, like, we have made this beautiful thing once upon a time. We made this perfect episode the way we was. It's it's great. Everyone loves it. It has the very simple meaning of Homer and Marge and how they became a couple. It's, it, it, and unless you can write something that is better than that, you shouldn't. You take this idea and you throw it in the trash and you come up with a new idea. Yep. It's not complicated. You don't, don't make this episode. Like what, what? It's not It like, did you laugh one time, Matt? <sighs> not that I recall. No, <laughs> there's lots of eye rolling. <laughs> I mean, if we are counting, I like, there is so many like frustrated sighs and eye rolling. And like, I, I, you know, if, if I had my druthers, if I wasn't doing this podcast, I would have turned this thing off at, after the, at the first commercial. I would have gone, nope. I, I wouldn't have watched it because I've seen it before and thought it was stupid. I've, I, re- I have seen this before, but I don't remember any of it, really. So I was like, oh, uh, you know, it's new. But at, even if, if with fresh eyes, I'd be like, oh, I don't need it. This is stupid. I'm not watching this. But no, because I'm doing podcasts, I watch the whole thing and I'm frustrated and I'm around my the eyes. things we do for you people. <laughs> I'm doing this for me, Matt. I don't care. Oh, okay. I don't care about you people. Make this clear. I'm turning heel, Matt. That's what this episode's doing. I'm now. I'm okay. Matt. You can be the heel. I'll be the hero. That's the way it's always worked best for us. I have no. I should be a heel. Heels have all the fun. Get to be a. Oh, boy, be yeah. a get to be a jerk. Um, that's the end of the episode. I don't know. It's terrible. Like I don't know. I it makes me angry. I'm so, like I there. Here are my notes. Matt types out most of our notes most of the time because he gets episodes first. But here, the, here are my addendums to the notes. Is I everything in capital letters. I don't care. Who cares? Why? None of this matters. Wiggum is dead. I hate this. I know why, and I'm so angry. Those are my notes. And like, why? Why? If you're a writer or a creator for The Simpsons, and you're working in season 15, it's 2004, The Simpsons at this point are well-regarded as one of the best shows of all time from their 90s run. Even then, and you go, oh, we're going to make an episode that is a flashback that retcons how Homer and Marge actually first met. You know, remember that well, it was, well, it's treasured, revered, it's classic. Let's erase all that. So now that's not the first time they met. The first time they met was at a summer camp. They didn't recognize each other, and it ended in heartache. What? <laughs> what? Because that's what mm-hmm. this. Is. <laughs> What's going on? <sighs> Anything else to add, Matt? Nope. You sure? I am so sure. No rank this episode in the show. Hey, Matt. Robbie, is this episode broken? <laughs> You're allowed to ask me without me prompting you. I know. I just it's obviously either broken or completely pointless to exist, so um is it broken, Matt? I don't think it's broken. I think it's pointless. Like you said, you have an episode that is basically this episode unless you can make a better version of it, don't bother. Like retcons are occasionally very necessary. There was a point, little Marvel Comics side trip for you here, where uh Carol Danvers, uh, at the time, Miss Marvel, was part of the Avengers, and she got kidnapped by some guy into another dimension and came back pregnant, asking for the Avengers to help her. And for some reason, when that guy that kidnapped her and got her pregnant showed up, the Avengers gave her back to them. 
that's the kind of thing you retcon because there needs to be a better reason for that. We don't need a better reason for how Homer and Marge have met. All you're doing is make an inferior version that for some reason comes later. There's no reason for this to exist. It should be wiped from the earth and forgotten. You could say it should be shot out of out of the cannon, perhaps. Oh, I'm going to say. <laughs> okay, I, I agree with you. Matt. I don't think this is broken. Being broken would imply that it could be fixed. I think that's an important caveat. If something's broken, you can fix it. This is this is built as intended. So it's not broken. It, sh- it should just never have existed. I think there is a, that is important distinction. So let's move on to our next segment. It's time for comments from the news group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Comments from the news group is where I comb through the nohomers.net forum and look at reviews for when the episode came out. See what people thought of the episode. Back in 2004. Even though there are still people who vote to this day. Um... <laughs> Tell me this goes from 1 to 5 and not 5 to 1. I believe this is the highest percentage perfect scores that we've gotten yet. 49% gave this a 5 out of 5, Matt. Nearly, People are bad. Nearly 50%. And then an additional 28.5% uh, gave it a 4 out of 5. So that's like almost 80% for a 5 out of 5. And then it's very, very small numbers for the rest. 11, 8, 3%. Um. You know, there's someone made a good point to me on Twitter. You know, every week we look at these numbers and we go, oh, how could, you know, how could these people rate these episodes so highly? And I, in the, I'm, I'm trying to find the tweet. I don't, God forbid I actually control my, it's from Jordan at NickJordan89. He's like, his, his his point is by this point the fans who have recognized how horrible the show has become have stopped watching the people still watching obviously still like what they see hence the skewed overwhelming positive ratings positive reviews and that's i think there's there's some there's some uh their weight to that you know the people still watching in season 15 we've gone through seasons 10 11 12 13 14 and most of 15 at this point and this is when i stopped watching i didn't keep well, i would hope so there's no reason to keep watching past this when did you remember when you stopped watching new episodes, Matt? Honestly, it was probably around 2001, so it was well before this. It's it's when I went to college and no longer had access to cable, and I wasn't about to step an antenna, and I was just like, you know what? I'm going to download old episodes off of the old scour exchange and just watch those over and over again. <laughs> oh, old file sharing. Isn't that lovely? Uh-huh. It's so beautiful. Um, Yeah. So most people who didn't like it was just stopped. You know, these people are the people left are like, yeah, this is what I want. I just want this. Um, but it's the, reading some of these reviews just, just I just drove like I can't I I there are some of them that are like books novels talking about how great this not this episode is and I yeah. oof. um so here here I pulled some reviews none of them are too long uh, first one oh man this was great and perfect in every way and at least twenty times better than the blunder years it was really funny and emotional. Tons of great lines, too. Moe's, and that's the origin of that. And Homer, I ruined Lisa's wedding in the future. Didn't change anything either. Excellent episode. I don't mind Homer's I ruined Lisa's wedding in the future line. Really? I thought you would not appreciate that since it's basically a fourth wall break. I don't mind that because that's what, like, it, you know, I don't know. It's, it is the least egregious thing he lists. And he didn't ruin. That's true. Like, the, like. 
I'll take that over Homer going, yeah, remember when I hit a gun from you? And I'm like, oh, don't make me, don't bring up my very angry feelings about the Cartridge family again. Yeah. Um, but I still, it's it's not great. It's not even good. But among everything in that scene, it's the thing I actually like the most, I guess. That's not high praise. Next review. This felt like one big meta episode. The jokes were funny as hell, but there's just something weird and silly about 10-year-olds in love. The voice acting was pretty bad, too, especially young Mo. Three out of five. There's 10-year-olds don't fall in love. No. 10-year-olds don't, they don't, they don't love any, they love their parents. Sort of. And their sister, brother, family members, maybe. But 10-year-olds don't fall in love with romantic relationships. They don't, they, they can't. Their brains are not capable of it. Uh, next review. Eh, kind of unremarkable. Marge getting her feelings sort of overblown, I think, and they went a little heavy with the syrup at the end. Pretty funny overall. Loved Homer's kiss sequence, his fake name, a lot of the camp stuff. Not hysterical, but nice. I don't know why they ruined the prank phone call joke with a neon meta-reference here sign, but the others hit. May elaborate later. I didn't catch everything. Noisy living room, blah, blah, blah. Oh, and the Parliament Funkadelic line was groovy. Did you understand that Parliament joke, Matt? Yes. Yes, I did. Okay. Sadly. I don't mind the Parliament joke. Like, I don't think it's funny, but I don't mind it. I don't know what 10-year-old likes Parliament and or Parliament Funkadelic, though. Yeah. They're not... Okay. I Like, the Bouviers don't seem like funk... Like, a funk family of funk listeners. How else would Marge be exposed to Parliament? No clue. It, it, again, it's just indulgent. Yeah, her family is super conservative, so no idea where she uh, bought that. I think it's just a joke. It's just... <laughs> Matt, I have an objection. Okay. Jokes are funny. Okay, fine. Like you said, this wasn't actually funny. Final review. Two out of five for me. Some people need to get their heads out of their asses and take off their yellow and blue glasses and see that the last two episodes have been very disappointing. I, I, I'm, hey, I'm with this guy. Here, finally, a voice of the people. (laughs) Take off those yellow and blue glasses. I do like that. That's good. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, everyone loved this episode, man. They can be wrong. They can be wrong. wrong all the time. They, that's very true. People are wrong all the time. And I agree. Uh, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for the listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow. KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog. We have a wiener. Yellow. This week, our listener question is, what is your favorite Burns quote? Uh, lots and lots and lots of answers. Uh, couldn't include everyone's, but I appreciate everyone who did take the time to answer. Matt, take it away. All right. Our first one is from Anthony. Uh, Marge, my name is Marge Bouvier. I'm here by your ad. Single white female wanted for mysterious expedition. Must like monkeys, non-smoker preferred. Mr. Burns, well, you'd be a welcome change of pace from the rest of these crude and uncouth sailors. Uh, sailors are back at each other. Uh, what do you think, Smithers? I think women and semen don't mix. We know what you think. Uh, from Matt, Mr. Burns, a show about a doll... Why not write a musical about the common cat or the king of Siam? Give it up, Smithers. Actually, sir, we've been booked into a small theater in New Mexico. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow down there, maestro. There's a New Mexico? Jokes about Mr. Burns not knowing current day things. What, what, are, what, what musical about cats would, there, would that be? I don't know. I've never heard about a musical about a cat. I've heard of one called Cats, which is about a fever dream some guy had when he was dying in a gutter, <laughs> dosed high on heroin, but nothing about actual cats. From Michael... Uh, Burns taking candy from a baby. The old axiom was misleading. Taking the candy proved exceedingly difficult. Who shot Mr. Burns? Great one. Uh, from Tim. Kent Brockman. Uh, Mr. Burns, people are calling this a meltdown. 
Oh, meltdown. It's one of those annoying buzzwords. We prefer to call it an unrequested fission surplus. Uh-huh. Uh, from Gun Griffin, Mr. Burns, have the Rolling Stones killed. But, sir, do as I say. <laughs> Go to hell. I mean, maybe he just didn't like the Rolling Stones in addition to their bones, but whatever. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. That's, worth, so, that's yes. fine. It's fine. Yeah, who cares? Uh-huh. Uh, from Lauren, uh, there are so many good ones, but this one makes me laugh every uh, single time. Periods in between every incident line time. Uh, Mr. Burns and Smithers are in Burns' office looking out the window. Mr. Burns, you know, Smithers, I think I'll donate a million dollars to the local overinch. When pigs fly, they laugh, and then Homer's pig flies by. Will you be donating that million dollars now, sir? No, I'd still prefer not. Because <laughs> that's it's Mr. Burns for you. Uh, from Joshua. This is a thousand monkeys working at a thousand typewriters. Soon they'll have written the greatest novel known to man. Let's see. It was the best of times. It was the blurst of times. You stupid monkey. <laughs> I think Mr. Burns understands how probability works, but sure. Uh, from Andy. Now let's enjoy the Miami of Canada. Chicago. <laughs> Just... Miami, of, Miami oh, of Canada. Miami of Canada. I don't even know what episode that's from. I. That's good. That's good. Uh, from Brandon. Uh, Mr. Burns. Now, let's get down to business. Homer's brain. Oh, man, I have to go to the bathroom. Why did I have all that beer and coffee and watermelon? <laughs> uh, a bunch of stuff in the background, water dripping. Smithers is pouring a cup of coffee to make Homer have to pee more. Uh, Mr. Burns. Now, Homer, I know what you're thinking. I want to take the pressure off. Now, it doesn't take a whiz to know that you're looking out for number one. Well, listen to me, and you'll make a big splash very soon. Uh, which way is the bathroom? Oh, it's the 23rd door on the left. Homer runs into a long corridor, being taken in every room. Nope, nope. Nope. Uh, when he gets back, Mr. Burns, find the bathroom all right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, from Matthew, not me, different Matthew. Uh, now that I'm back to normal, I don't bring you peace and love. I bring you fear, famine, pestilence, and time for a booster. Oh, Dr. Nick, making everything's better. Uh, from at the Andrew blog, ironic, ironic, isn't it, Smithers? This anonymous clan of slack-jawed troglodytes has cost me the election, and yet if I were to have them killed, I would be the one to go to jail. That's democracy for you. Uh, thank goodness no real politicians lament democracy hindering them so. Oh, Andrew, you sweet summer child. I'm pretty sure that's that's all what, that anyone involved in current Republican politics does. Uh, from at Bort ATX, ketchup, catsup, ketchup, catsup, ketchup, up, catsup. Up. It's important to get the intonation right on that one. Uh, from at Energy Turtle, uh, his breakfast order in Homer the Smithers. It perfectly encapsulates how old, steam toast, and out of touch. He has another dodo is extinct. He is, and the, ha- and the hell Smithers has to go through daily. I, I believe it's uh, steam toast, uh, a pillow of shredded wheat, and a dodo egg. Gotta get that dodo um, egg. Gotta get that dodo egg. That's the real protein right there. Yeah. Uh, from Nick Jordan 89 uh, if it's a crime to love one's country, then I'm guilty. And if it's a crime to steal a trillion dollars from our government and hand it over to communist Cuba, then I'm guilty of that, too. And if it's a crime to bribe a jury, then so help me, I'll soon be guilty of that. Uh, from at Evil Starlight, the family picnic from C.E. Doe. Now, a few more details about this year's company picnic. It's at the plant, no food will be served, the activity will be work, and the picnic is canceled. <laughs> uh, from at Hippie 200, uh, I like to send this letter to the Prussian consulate in Siam by Aeromail. Am I too late for the 430 auto gyro? That was my runner-up, actually, because, yeah. That's that's great. Uh, from at Jens Agergren. I just kind of pushed through that one. Just so you know, Robbie, didn't actually try to pronounce anything. Uh, does anyone have any real questions when asked whether hard work or stick to is more important in front of Lisa's class? Uh, from at 138 bit, cause of parents' death got in my way. 
from at James Warwick. I'll keep it short and sweet. Family, religion, friendship. These are the three demons you must slay if you are wished to succeed in business. When an opportunity knocks, you don't want to be driving to a maternity hospital or sitting in some phony baloney church or synagogue. <laughs> I love the at, Or synagogue. synagogue. Those are the only two religions that exist. Uh, from at Brian J. Field. You know, Mr. Burns, you're the richest guy I know. Way richer than Lenny. Oh, yes, but I'd trade it all for a little more. Who wouldn't? Uh, so, yeah. Robbie? Uh, I am... There's multiple Old Man and Lisa uh, quotes in, among our listener answers. I'm also going to do it. I'm not going to do a funny one, really. I'm doing one that I think most represents Mr. Burns' character. Um, and it's a conversation with Lisa at the end. Um, Lisa's like you're still evil and when you're trying to be good you're even more evil and burns just stares at her he's like i don't understand pigs need food engines need coolant dynamiters need dynamite and i'm supplying to them at a tidy profit and not a single sea creature was wasted you inspired it all little lisa <laughs> i know and it's just so perfect because it's it is it's mr burns doesn't think he's done anything wrong he doesn't see the problem he's just like and it's like it's perfect. It's just a perfect encapsulation of this of this monstrous capitalist who doesn't like. He's like, oh, I nothing I've done is illegal, and I and I I'm providing needs. I'm making money. What's the problem? What's your answer, Matt? Uh, my answer is the one from CE Doe. A few more details about this year's company picnic. It's at the plant. No food will be served. The activity will be work, and the picnic is canceled because that's uh that's pretty much my company right now. So you know, I'm sorry, Matt. You should probably find a new job. I really should at this point. <laughs> I want to make it on the record for all our listeners. I've been telling Matt to find a new job for roughly five years. Uh huh. He has not found a new job. He's been he's kept the same job. It has turned out it's difficult to find new jobs. I don't want to hear any of your grousing. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I'm very funny, Matt. I mean, you are pretty funny. I just, I, I can't admit that because then I lose. That's that's how it works. There's only so much funny in the world. And if I admit you have some, it goes badly for me. Speaking of losing, speaking of me losing, it is time for our next next segment. It is time for the No Good Go Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S M R T. I mean S M A R R T. The No Good Trivia Challenge, where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions: one easy, one medium. And one hard, and try and stump the other. I am losing, losing pretty badly through the season, losing by six points, and there's only three episodes left, including this one. So I don't really have a like a lot of optimism right now, Matt. You might, might like I know Robbie, it's. I believe in you. No, that's not. Don't lie, Matt. All right, <laughs> you don't need to lie. All right, it's okay to just tell you it's hopeless. It's uh, it's cool. Are you ready for an easy question? I'm ready. These are all from The Blunder Years. Another poorly thought out flashback episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, the easy question. What paper towel spokesman does Marge have a crush on? You want the the, the name of the paper towel brand? Yes, that, that will suffice. Okay, uh, it is... Oh, man. I can only think of the real version. <laughs> That's... <laughs> well, good I asked this question because I didn't ask the other one. Yeah, um... Oh, what... All I can think of is Brawny. I'm, that's the real one. I, yeah, Brawny. Why not? I don't. I don't know. You don't know this fact, really? How? Burly. It's I, Burly. Oh, no, I'm. It's going to Burly. 
is the name of the the Burley. Fake. Oh, yeah, Burley. Remember that the is bur- wrong and, with me and the and the Chad Sexington. Yes, that part I remember. The Chad Sexington. I was like, oh yeah. You remember right, Chad Sexington, but you don't remember yes, Burley. That's the part I remember. Your brain. Okay. Uh, your question: What university does Homer go to, and Homer goes to college? Um, Springfield University. You are correct. Okay, I was like, that's what I have uh, in my. That's what I have in my brain. Hopefully, that's the. You mean question, Matt? In the Blunder Years, what is the name of the stage psychic that hypnotizes Homer? Mesmero. Sorry, Matt. Oh, dang it! Because it is Mesmerino. Mesmerino. Dang it. Okay. What does Homer attempt to demonstrate in his uh, college class that caused to, uh, that leads to a meltdown? Uh, a meltdown? That happens in that episode? Uh, yeah, that, that's the whole point. Like, the first part is that he uh, causes a meltdown at work in a test, at the, the little testing area. Yes. Uh, which is impossible. I remember but, that. You know, uh, but then in the class, he is arrogant and says, hey, uh, I think I know how this works. Ah, okay. I think I... I don't remember this, but might as well. Um, he... He combines materials i don't really remember matt so i'm just guessing okay uh it is a linear proton accelerator it, is that made up no that's a real thing okay it sounds i mean it, the the lhc is a uh circular uh proton accelerator uh, the slack uh is the linear version which is used before the lhc glad someone knows your hard question matt mesmerino has how much money in his checking account 1776. How? <laughs> you don't remember Burley, but you remember 1776? Because he does it as like a Johnny Carson joke. Yes, and I'm like, I know. <laughs> I forgot that joke existed, Matt. I don't remember Mesmerino appearing any time after the hypnotism bit. And you're like, oh, yeah, he, they drive by and he does a joke. And I remember the number. <laughs> Because it's I mean, what's the name of the paper towel company that Marge is obsessed with for half the episode? Oh, I don't remember. Brawny. How much money does Mesmerino have in his bank account? Seventeen seventy six. Oh, Robbie, it hurts. You gotta stop making me laugh so hard. Oh, next time I'll ask the hard question as the easy question, and the easy question is the hard question. I don't know. Your hard questions, I usually don't get it right, so it's probably not the best strategy. <clears throat> All right, Matt. What's my hard question? Your hard question. What band was Dean Peterson formerly the bassist for? Uh, the police. It is a P one. It's the pretenders. Okay. I, don't... I think it's a real band. <laughs> oh my God, Matt. I'm sorry. I don't know old people rock and roll. That's okay. Well, what? Okay. Do we <laughs> old people rock and roll? That's what we're doing. Uh-huh. Old people rock and roll. I, I, okay, I, I'm not going to argue with you. It's not. They are in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, so I was thinking maybe you would know something about the Pretenders. Oh, sorry. But My bad. Chrissy Hind? No, nothing? All right. Nope. Okay. Great. Cool. 
Um, but you remember, you don't know who the pretenders are, but you know that Mesmerino's bank account is 1776. All right, good to know. Uh, so that Matt was Allen, the year of our independence, Robbie. It was a very important year. Matt has uh, now even a longer lead on me, which makes it almost, he has not mathematically eliminated me yet, so that's great. But I am a, a functionally lost, Matt. You should probably start thinking about which charity I should donate to for probably a good thought process to have. We can move on. To the segment that ends every single episode. It's time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever is the power show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically. We watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. All right. All right. The Blunder Years is episode 251. It's obviously much worse than that. It is worse than the Blunder Years. Yeah, I, there is the, I would say Blunder Years is not great. Not even good. But it has some redeeming qualities. I struggle to find any in this episode. Um, all right, let's let's jump down to the misery, uh, the misery section of this of of the list, which is make room for Lisa. I think this is better than make room for Lisa. Yes, because it doesn't involve too much character assassination. We get Marge out of character, but it's not like, yeah. I mean, Marge is. I'm gonna make this very clear. Marge acts the way she does is because the episode has to has to have her act that way to exist. Yeah, because like a normal person reaction would be like, "Oh, that's neat," and then they would never talk about it again, or they'd bring it up. They tell us it, it would be a story they told to people, be like, "You know, what we found out that we met when we were at camp, and we we just plum forgot." Isn't that weird? Mm-hmm. That's the extent of 99% of humanity if they had this story happen to them. But Marge, we need to have some drama, so Marge is heartbroken. Okay. Um, so that we have a window, Matt. It's below uh, Blunder Years, which is 251, and above Make Room for Lisa, which is 282. So it's somewhere in there. Um, is it better than... Hmm, let's see what we got. Is it better than Pygmalion? No. It's not better than Pygmalion? Really? It's not better than Pygmalion. I really don't like this episode, Robbie, because like you said, it <laughs> takes something that we had and just takes a dump all over. Um, <laughs> That's fair enough. I'm just... It's it's not... I would probably put it... I don't know. Like 277, like right above Large Marge. I could go on either side of Large Marge. Because I feel like the other episodes above that have a spark of something that I can recognize as a worthwhile episode. Whereas everything beneath that, I just, I want to not exist. Hmm. Large Marge. How does it end? Uh, Marge gets her implants out and Homer is sad. No, but before that, that's Stampy. Oh my God, Stampy's in that. Remember that? Stampy's in that episode? I remember. And so Marge saves Stampy by flashing them. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say this episode's better than Large Marge. Okay. I'm fine with that. Like I said, it's it's not. I don't know. <laughs> it's 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 not. There's there are like some things that this episode. One, this episode is very. It's very boring and not funny, and has a lot of fake drama instilled into it. And there's this episode feels artificial from the beginning to the end. It doesn't feel like a Simpsons episode. It feels like someone is trying to imitate a Simpsons episode. It feels it has that same like. It feels like Tommy was so making his version of a Simpsons episode. And you're like, what is going on? Why is this complicated? Why are these people written this way? No humans behave like this. Um, it's not as bad as that. And it has at its core, like it is trying to tell like a heart. A, I don't know. I don't know if that makes it better or worse, Matt. 
when it's like trying to it you know like it, no, none of the characters are venomous towards each other there's no jerk homer in this you know that's true i think that's the that's the bright that's like what i'm trying to be optimistic about this episode like it's boring and it doesn't need to exist and it feels misguided like why on earth would you have would you retcon where homer and march first met like the way we was is perfect. It is absolutely perfect. It works exactly as you needed to do to do what it wanted. It's funny. It's charming. Why on earth would you retcon that? That's the thing that's frustrating to me. It makes me want to rank it lowly. But the episode, as a, as a, you know, just on its own, it's kind of bland, um, messy for sure, and nonsensical. But it's not. It's not. It's not venomous, evil, mean Simpsons. But I mean, that's all those stuff. All those episodes are below this um what's what happens in marge for single seniors childless couples teens and gays which one is that that's the tax one right well yeah that's the one where there's a tax or something and they oh they they separate everything into kid zones and non-kid zones and there's all this stuff about stupid laws and other stuff and there's election weird things and oh, I yeah just, rudy giuliani Yes, I think that's good company. I think we're close. I yeah. think this uh, this is. Hmm, I would put this is probably below that. No, mm, no, I would put it right above Marge for singles, seniors, childless couples, and teens and gays. That's right fine. I mean, <laughs> you have to care about this. Terrible. Is very important. Yeah, very important. Old man of the key is above that, and I think I still like old man of the key better than this. It's not Old Man of the Key is not good, but it's better. It has a laugh or it two. It has a coherent story. Mm, don't start telling tales. Okay, fair enough. It it doesn't. I don't want to say it has a coherent story, but it I I it has laughs. It has the weird uh old man by uh old man with the jackets. You know. Mm-hmm. I like those guys, even though they're stupid, and it doesn't make any sense. Who cares? It's it has its, it has its charms. So that's the way we weren't. Everyone's favorite Thank episode. God, that's the way we weren't, and not the way we was. <laughs> it's not a good joke, man. Uh, the way we weren't. New number two seventy six on our list. New number eighty five in the post golden years ranking. Um, I'm doing some reorganization on our list. Make it look a little bit better. All right. So, Matt, very important question. We must ask ourselves now and if this that question is does this episode get shot out of the cannon the cannon the cannon the cannon the cannon the cannon well yeah of course like why on earth like why why on earth would this why would why would you do this tell me that matt why on earth when it, you're you're a, you're a creator all right you're a writer on the simpsons okay it's 2004 or 2002, whenever they're making this episode, and you're a writer in the writer's room, and someone says, you know, I have an idea for an episode. It is, oh, Homer and Marge met when they were kids and actually had their first kiss with each other as children long before they met in high school. We're going to tell that story. What do you do? Cry in a corner? <laughs> no, Matt. You have to be aggressive and confrontational um, when people have very bad ideas. Can't just let them. Can't. I mean, I would hope they would know if I was crying in a corner. Their idea was so bad; it 
it physically harmed me. I, I it's ho- it's Hollywood, Matt. Maybe you might be crying for a lot of different reasons. Okay, you got to be point. very specific, and you tell them here. If I'm in that situation, I go, "What is wrong with you? The way we was is great. Let's not make that one. Let's do a different idea. We don't have, do. We have any other ideas? I'm sure we have like an idea bin where we just throw a bunch of them in there. Why don't we just pull one of those at random and try and make one of those work? It can't be worse. That's a very bad idea. Yes, it should not be a part of the canon. It should have been forgotten. Should have been obliterated. It should be shot. You ready, Matt? Yeah, do it. Kill it. <laughs> Goodbye. The way we weren't. You're gone. Fired out of cannon into the sun. Goodbye, not part of the canon. We can move on to the top of the list. We're on number 19. Just a, a lovely episode. Marge Me Not Proud. Remember Marge Me Not Proud? Oh, I love Marge Me Not Proud. It's a great episode. It's, perfect, it, it's wonderful because it's it's basically showing us that Bart can do bad things, but deep down he has a moral core and he values his mother. And Marge sees the best in Bart and wants to see the best in Bart. She wants to love him even when he makes mistakes. Mm-hmm. And it's on top of that, it's hilarious and iconic. Brilliant. Of course, Marge, Marge Be Not Proud is of course part of the canon. Not even a question. Yep. Um, I mean, it is a question, but it's an easy answer. Um, you can find this list at our website. It's thesimpsonshow.com. Has links to our Twitter, to our RSS feed, and a link to our Patreon if you want to help out the show. Support us for a couple bucks a month. Get a, lot of, get a bunch of stuff. We really appreciate you. Um, our next episode, Matt. Bart Mangled Banner. Oh, God. I don't remember okay. this. Has Bart Moons the Flag? Mm-hmm. I believe it ends up with the Simpsons in Guantanamo Bay. I'm thinking of the right episode. Wait, 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 wait. Dixie Chicks. No, it's not Guantanamo Bay. Oh, thank God. It's Alcatraz. Oh, right, right. Alcatraz. That better. But it is the episode I'm thinking of, yeah. Yeah, the Dixie Chicks are in there. Yes, uh, they're taken to the Ronald Reagan Re-Education Center. Um, So, some cutting. Let's see. Okay, Matt. Let's see how The Simpsons cutting satire of of, of American nationalism works in 2020. Let's see. From 2004. Let's see how it's done. Maybe it'll be good. Maybe it'll have aged well. Mm-hmm. Maybe. You don't sound hopeful. I don't. Okay. You are correct. Okay, good. Just just clarifying. Um, I think that'll do it for us today. Uh, you can find me online on Twitter at Robbie Dorman. My website is RobbieDorman.com. Includes links to all of my other podcasts, uh, including Cartoon Graveyard. Our newest episode just dropped. Uh, where we talk about Street Sharks, everyone's favorite Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle ripoff. It's Jawsome. Have you ever watched Street Sharks? I have not. I remember seeing commercials for it, but I never actually saw it. It's a great show. Not, it's not a great show, probably. Or listen to our podcast about where we make fun of it. Um, you can find my books also on my website. Uh, my newest novel, War on Halloween, is a horror suspense story about... A town uh, uh, about a family fighting for Halloween in a town controlled by a sinister reverend with secret occult powers. It's a great spooky story for Halloween. If you're looking for a good horror story to read in Halloween, you can find it on Amazon. 
Yuri for free with Kindle Unlimited. Matt does not participate in social media. You will not find him. That is correct. Uh, as we record this, uh, it is September the 19th, and uh, we have been informed of the death of Ruth Bader Ginsburg last night. So we all need something much happier for today. So I'm going to say go with the kittens. Uh, you can go to uh, my wife's kitten page, uh, Kitten Turns, K-I-T-T-I-N-T-E-R-N-S. Uh, you can see adorable kittens getting into all kinds of scrapes and forget about this horrible world we live in. Here's what I'm going to say, Matt. Mm. Anyone out there? Don't give in the fatalism. Don't give up hope. Gotta keep trying. Gotta keep stepping. All right. That's true. But you, you can give you you have one day where you're allowed to. Not I mean, be you, happy. you can be sad, and I'm, I'm not saying don't be un, don't be unhappy. You can. It's totally fine to be unhappy. Just don't give up. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. Don't give up. Uh, like you know, the classic movie character Tim Allen said, <laughs> "Never give up. Never uh, surrender." That's true. Did say that in that movie. Uh, I'm Robbie. I'm Matt. And keep watching this episode.